0: Hi, I'm Gregory Dickow, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you're one of our regular listeners, thank you for your continued journey with me. My prayer is that each and every message touches your heart and helps you encounter the real Jesus and rise to your true worth and purpose. Now, we release new messages every single week available to everyone in the world for absolutely free. And the reason we can do that is because we have precious people who give generously and sacrificially each and every week. If you're a regular giver, I'm truly thankful for you. You. I can't thank you enough. In fact, and if you haven't taken that step yet, I want to invite you to join us today. Simply visit lifechangerschurch.com/give. That's lifechangerschurch.com/give to make a one-time gift, or even better yet, become a recurring giver here at Life Changers. Finally, I hope today's message truly encourages you, builds you up, and reveals to you how powerful you really are. Enjoy and God bless. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that every person connected here today is going to experience your blessing, the blessing of your wisdom, the blessing of your kindness, the blessing of your provision, the blessing of your power. Lord, I thank you that they will see and experience the goodness of God. They will expect the goodness of God. They'll look for the goodness of God. And I thank you today for healings and miracles. Physical healings from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I prophesy healing in people's backs, healing in people's shoulders, healing in people's knees, healing in people's joints, healing in people's brains. I prophesy healing in your brain. I prophesy healing in your body. I prophesy healing in your family. I prophesy healing in your soul. I prophesy healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, we've been talking about knowing God for many weeks, and I'm continuing on knowing God by knowing his goodness, experiencing his goodness, realizing that he's a good God. And so I told you that I was going to talk about five things five ways to experience the goodness of God and to know God. I shared two of them with you last time we were together and I want to get into the final three today. But the first one was we need to remember the good that God has done. There's something about our brains when we remember, when we concentrate and focus on remembering the good rather than remembering the bad. We begin to experience joy. We begin to experience peace. Remembering the good that God has done in our lives causes us to experience the joy that comes from his presence. It's not because his presence shows up only when we remember the good. It's that his presence you you realize you become more aware of his presence when you remember the good because it was God doing the good. So when you remember something good God did in the past, it causes you to feel and experience the joy of his presence, the awareness of his presence. Number two, we said to look for the good in your present situation. So remember the good from your past and look for the good in your present situation, no matter how bad it is. There is something good there. If you will look for it, there is something good there. If you look for it, even when we think about the devil, Boy, you know, there's nothing good about the devil, but one thing about the devil is he's persistent. So even though we have authority over him, we can recognize that the devil, knowing he is not only failed and defeated, he's been defeated, but he knows he's going to be thrown into the lake of fire, (laughs) thrown into the eternal lake of fire, be destroyed forever, be suffer forever, whatever That lake actually has happened to the demonic forces that are in it. He knows he's going to experience that. And yet he continues to persist at persecuting you, continues to persist at reminding you of your past. Well, you need to start reminding him of his future. Amen. When you start reminding the devil of his future, he'll stop reminding you of your past. All right. So remember the good and look for the good in any situation. Number three, talk about today. Choose the good. We have to choose. We have to make good choices. And I'll show you what choice to make today. But we have to choose the good. You know, life doesn't just happen. We have to choose the things that are going to happen and we have to choose the way we're going to look at the things that happen and we got to choose what we're going to do about it. Right. So two sisters were hosting Jesus. One was bothered and distracted and one was at peace and free from worry. One knew what was necessary and one had her priorities mixed up. One was offended and one was in love. One was distracted. And one was at peace and what? Made the difference between Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was focused on Jesus' beauty sitting at his feet. Mary was focused on listening to the pearls of love and wisdom coming from the heart and the mouth of Jesus. You see, Mary was listening. Mary was worshiping. Mary was looking to Jesus. Martha was focused on what had to be done, what had to be cleaned, what had to be prepared. And she was distraught and distressed. You see, one of them was at peace and one of them was mad, upset and distressed. Their entire emotional condition was based on a choice that each of them made. And what was their choice? Mary's choice was to focus on what Jesus was saying and what Jesus was doing and Martha's focus. She chose to focus on what she had to do. Mary was focused on what Jesus was saying and doing. Martha was focused on what she had to say and what she had to do. This was a choice that was made. The scripture says in Luke 10 verse 41 that the Lord answered and said to Martha, 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 you're worried and bothered about so many things. Remember that? But Jesus goes on to say, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from from her. Listen, Jesus said she has chosen the good part and what she chose, she chose the good. and It's not going to be taken from her. The New Living Translation says There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary, and it says, and Jesus said, and Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken taken away from her. We have to choose to discover what God is all about. What is he focused on? The message translation translates this verse. One thing only is essential. Jesus said one thing only is essential and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and it won't be taken from her. Martha thought she had the main course, but the truth is Mary had the main course and the main course was choosing what was essential was listening to Jesus, sitting at Jesus feet. You know, we do get busy and we do get worried about so many things. And we're trying to do so many things. And yet Jesus said only one thing is really essential. Only one thing is really necessary. And that's to choose to listen, to choose to sit with Jesus. It's a choice. You see, every one of us has the same 24 hours of every day. But when you focus on choosing to listen to Jesus, choosing to sit at his feet you say how do I sit at his feet just worship him for a few seconds and a few moments how do I sit at his feet listen to God's word you're sitting at his feet how do I sit at his feet come to church you're sitting at his feet how do I sit at his feet listen and invite him to speak to you that's sitting at his feet it's not a physical posture but it's a a spiritual and emotional posture, sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that's a choice that we get to make. We can choose to be distracted by everything we have to do, or we can choose to sit and listen to what he has to say. And Mary chose the good, choose the good. That's how you can experience knowing God and experience the goodness of God in your everyday life. Number four, expect the good. Well, this is a little different than remembering the good, a little different than looking for the good. It's a little different than choosing the good. This is no matter what your emotions are telling you, no matter what the world is telling you, no matter what the media is telling you, expect the good. Now, this is one of my favorite verses of all time, and I've probably repeated it a thousand times to you if you've been with me very long. But in Psalm 27, verse 13, David said, I would have despaired. That word despair there is I would have quit. I would have given up. I would have just thrown in the towel unless I believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You see, David knew how powerful emotions were. The Psalms are filled with emotions. Many of the Psalms David wrote, most of them, and they are filled with emotion, both negative emotion and positive emotion. And negative emotions mostly flared up in his life when he was looking at the situation expecting something bad to happen. But he learned how to look at a situation and expect something good to happen. He said, I would have despaired. My emotional well-being would have been distraught, despair. I would have quit. I would have given up. I would have lost hope. I would have lost courage unless I believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. See, this is expecting the good. I expect to see the goodness of God. We need to expect to see. You need to say that right now. As a matter of fact, say, I expect to see the goodness of God. Say it again. I expect to see the goodness of God in my life today. Say it again. I expect to see the goodness of God in my life today. You see, when you expect to see his goodness, it heals your emotions. It puts your emotions in a proper perspective. It changes how you feel. It changes you chemically. It changes you biologically. It changes you emotionally. It changes you spiritually. It changes your day. It changes the way you pray. It changes your relationships. The power of expectation. Expect the good. I love what the Passion Translation says. He said, yet I totally trust you to rescue me. He said that I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. Here's what I've learned. Through it all, don't give up, David said, don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. This is expecting the good. Um, Don't give up. As long as you're expecting something good to happen, you won't give up. As long as you're expecting something good to show up, you won't give up. As long as you're expecting God to do something good in your life, as long as you're expecting goodness and mercy to follow you all the days of your life, you will become emotionally stable. You will become emotionally healthy. You will become a pillar. You will become firm in the midst of the shifting winds of popularity and winds of fear and tribulation and whatever the devil is doing, whatever's going on in this world. Because you're expecting something good to happen in your life, it will change you and it will be a blessing and a gift to the people around you in your life. So number one, number three, we, we already talked about number one and two, but number three, just to review, choose the good like Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet. And number four, expect the good like David did no matter what. There was war against him, but he expected the goodness of God to show up in his life in the days that he was alive. And then number five, do the good. This is another way that you're going to experience knowing God when you begin to do good things for others. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says that we know how Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power. And what did he do? It says he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. What did Jesus do? He went about doing good and healing all. You see, Jesus didn't just preach He did the good. Jesus didn't just preach about power over the devil. He healed all who were oppressed by the devil. Oppression is from the devil. Oppression is from the enemy. And we have the power to be free from oppression and we have the power to free others from oppression. You have that power to do good. Do the good. Do the good do the good. It's a choice to do the good. Listen, this is how you begin to know God because you're doing what he does. This is how you begin to know God because you're experiencing what he experiences. This is how how to experience knowing God better by serving others, by by adding value to the lives of the people in your life. I love what Hebrews 13 says. Do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices. God is pleased. Do not neglect doing good and sharing. We're not saved by doing good. But once we're saved, we should start doing good for others, doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices. God is pleased. You know, Isaiah talks about this too. When there's a verse about fasting, but he's not really talking about fasting from food. Listen to what he says. Is it not? He said this fast that you chose, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry? and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. He's saying this is the reason to fast, not so that you can become Mr. Spiritual Miss spiritual, but to divide your bread with the hungry. Boy, when you do that, he says light is going to come. He said power is going to burst through into your life, he said Oh, you just go through that scripture in Isaiah 58, and you'll see all the good that comes from doing good for others. Instead of focusing on self, take what you have and divide it in giving to others and serving others, putting God first and putting others before yourself. I love this promise that God gives us in Jeremiah 33 verse 10 and 11 in the Message Bible. He says, yes, God's message. You're going to look at this place, these empty and desolate towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem and say, a wasteland, unlivable, not even a dog could live here. But the time is coming when you're going to hear laughter and celebration, marriage festivities, people exclaiming, thank God of the angel armies. He's so good, his love never quits as they bring thank offerings into God's temple. Notice he says, the people will say, thank God of the angel armies, he's so good. His love never quits. They're saying that as they're bringing thank offerings into God's temple. And then God says, I'll restore everything that was lost in this land. I'll make everything as good as new. I God say so I want to close with this thought at the end of this verse and I want to invite you to do what this I want to invite us to be doers of what this scripture says. Listen what he says. He said the people are exclaiming. So I'm going to lead you in this declaration and I want to lead you in each step as we close here. I want you to say out loud in the name of Jesus. Come on. Say it out loud in the name of Jesus. I thank the God of angel armies. Come on, say that, I thank the God of angel armies. He's so good, say that, he's so good. His love never quits, hallelujah. Say it again, his love never quits, in Jesus' name. And now notice what happens next in this verse, as they bring thank offerings into God's temple. Will you take a moment, we're talking about doing doing the good, will you take a moment and bring an offering into God's temple? Because I believe that there is on the other side of your offering, there is a power and a harvest of restoration, a harvest of everything good that has been lost in your life. God even says, I'll restore after they declare he's the God of angel armies after they declare that his love never stops after they declare that he's so good, they bring their offering. And what happens? He restores. I want to prophesy over you. This is going to be a month and into the new year of restoration in your life. I prophesy restoration. I prophesy everything that was lost be returned, everything broken to be restored, everything missing to be found, everything that has crushed you to turn around for good. I prophesy that. I pray that over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, will you take a moment? And there's a place on the screen or a link in the box and in the and in the and and on the whatever platform you're watching on and click that link and make an offering and believe that this is an offering of restoration. It's an offering of gratitude and restoration and watch what God will do. Take a moment and click that link or go to lifechangerschurch.com give lifechangerschurch.com give. Or you can text to give all that information's on the screen. We'll leave it up there for a couple moments until we're done praying. Now, I want to ask you to do something good because we're not just remembering the good. We're not just looking for the good. We're not just choosing the good. We're not just expecting the good, but we're also doing the good. Will you do the good right now with me, plant your seed, give an offering that will be an offering of restoration to you. There's restoration coming. Father, thank you for each person giving and each person giving because your love never quits. They're giving because you are good. They're giving because we. We want to do the good. We don't just want to expect the good, Lord. We want to do the good. I'm asking for each person to be empowered and inspired by your spirit. You lead them, Father. They can hear from you. And I just speak restoration over each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, God is my restorer. Say that out loud. God is my restorer. He will restore all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you need anything, let us know. We're here to pray for you as well. We have team members available for you. Thank you for joining me at Life Changers International Church, our global community and global family online. I can't wait to see you at our next service. God bless. Well, thank you again so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm praying that God is using this message to speak to you today. And I want to encourage you right now, if Life Changers is one of the platforms from which you're growing spiritually and you feel blessed and empowered by the content here, I want to ask you to go to LifechangersChurch.com slash give and become one of the givers, one of the people that is changing lives with me around the world. Become a greater part of what God is doing. Become a part of something bigger than just you or bigger than just me. What God is doing around the world through this ministry. You can give a one time gift or become a recurring giver. Remember, the church is not a place. It's a people. Let's work together as the church to bring more people into the family of God. Go to lifechangerchurch.com slash give. To give or click the link in the description. And thank you in advance. Remember, God's not mad at you, He is mad about you, He is in love with you, and He is on your side. God bless.